we're back after a bit of a layoff. Today's pod, the Shli and I talk NFL playoffs. We'll bring in a special guest to workshop a same-game parlay. We'll pick our conference champs, discuss dry January, and much more. First, Shli, welcome back. I'm excited for this one. I am too, Kidley. It's great to be back. I, I'm just, I feel privileged that I get to be on a podcast with I, I, what I would think is the, the hottest gambler east of the Red River right now. Nobody is as hot as the Kidley is. Oh, uh, I've cool, thrown I've it around off. everywhere. It's been good. It's been good. I've cooled off as of late. I mean, the golf season kicked off last week. And I, was, I went uh, went over last week, but uh, we'll see what happens. That's what happens, though, right? It's up and down. Well, you were going to golf, but you, you won in the football, though, did you? So I did. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're still doing well. Nobody Nobody's feeling for you right now. No, true enough. <laughs> we're we're recording this one Friday night, January fourteenth, before the NFL playoffs get underway. And uh, it turns out I'm missing a pretty good 2020 right now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the pod makes up for it. <laughs> How old are we? Oh shit! Right? What a week! What a week! I uh, I know you're still going strong on dry January, but I. I cracked a few beers tonight. It's been a it's been a rough week. Well, I'm I'm happy I'm doing dry January right now because yes, it has been rough just in general and everything. And the yeah. paycheck and the liver would be hurting right now if it wasn't for uh, sticking to my guns. So yeah, no doubt. Okay, lots to get through today. Um, first, let's look back on the NFL season and and what a weird weird season it was. We had coaches getting lap dances. Coaches getting fired for emails from their Hotmail account 15 years ago. We've got MVP candidates taking medical advice from Joe Rogan. COVID rules changing on the fly. The Pats dominate the Bills with three pass attempts. Mahomes was broken, then he was good, and now, I don't know, I guess he's kind of good again. Antonio Brown stripping down mid-game and running off the field. We had the Jets doing New York Jets type things. We had Russell Wilson trade rumors again. And then we had the Colts being a trendy Super Bowl pick and ultimately missing the playoffs. Did I miss anything, or does that kind of recap the season pretty well? Well, there there was a lot of stuff with kickers too. We had long field goals going everywhere. We didn't wasn't a record set this year on a cold yeah. day, a windy day. That happened, and it, it, the season closed out in classic fashion with the uh, San Diego um, Raiders game the other day yeah. so yeah it was yeah. it was we'll, an insane uh, we'll, year <laughs> we'll touch on that crazy almost tie a little bit later because i still have no fucking idea what uh, what Staley, the head coach was doing coaches being coaches up, yeah exactly like, <laughs> oh, jesus okay first up 17 game schedule you in or you out I'm in. Like, I I don't care. Like, the, we're, I really think we have to go to where we get rid of some preseason games, though, because of that. But more football, the the better kind of thing. It's it's no issue for me. Um, yeah, we we added an extra playoff team into there as well, just to, to make things yeah, interesting coming to the end. I got over the whole thing. I, it really was um, a little bit um, odd to look at the schedule or look at the standings and yeah. Not get that team being ten and six and thinking that's the good record. The ten wins went to ten and seven for some teams, and that's not being in the playoffs. So um, that that was a little odd at the beginning, but get over it. You know, one more week of football, one more week for to lose some money. So I'm I'm Fair all enough. 
personally i'm out but it doesn't affect me too much like the personal stat records and stuff like that obviously get skewed but that's happened before right when the league changed from 12 games and then 14 games so we we adapt as we go and but i don't know i i I just prefer the 16 game schedule i think it's easier um but even amount even amount does make sense but i don't know if you if you've witnessed if you've looked at seattle's schedule for next year but i've looked at the jet schedule and have you seen what game 17 is next year for both teams (laughs) we got each other do we know it's game 17 or it's, well it's not game I, 17 but it's the 17th that extra right. game it's, it's, it's only coming to effect because of that so the yeah. the 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 Schley kidley derby takes place um an extra yeah. time we usually have to wait every uh four years for this we get to have an extra one so oh, i like it so that's a good thing there we go all right yeah. you sold it and, sold and we're down. trending up and you guys kind of trending down so i think uh, we might actually win one for once it's been a while well, we'll get to us whether or not we're trending down a little bit. I'm not sure if we are, actually. Okay, okay. Like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to run it back with Pete and Russ. <laughs> oh, of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, so COVID rules in the NFL changing on the fly. So, basically, they're not testing anymore, right? Well, no, not a chance. Not with the playoffs coming along, they can't no. risk uh, a high-profile player who hasn't had it yet. Like. We know Aaron Rodgers already got it, and yeah. Bevy was talking about it was a strategic move so he won't uh, miss playoff games <laughs> if he got it or something like that, which is garbage. Um, they they can't allow anything like that to happen. It ruined the uh, it it kind of messed with the regular season enough. Um, I, I think that's probably why we didn't get a dominant team this year is nobody could get yeah. into a rhythm or anything due to the COVID rules. Um, I I even know in our in in Canada here it's kind of going to the kind of fend for yourself at least in Manitoba it is so in the yeah. states I'm pretty sure that's a that's a given that they're gonna go to go to that so yeah for yeah. sure it's it's uh, basically Thunderdome here in Manitoba and uh, that's the way it's going to be in the NFL moving yeah. forward as well they're doing everything they can like you said to make sure it's not going to adversely affect a playoff game too bad or or a Super Bowl contender's chances too bad so for sure there's no way that Patrick Mahomes is going to test positive right before yeah. the an AFC championship game they, they will not let that happen no chance and no that's chance. the five that's the five day the five day thing I believe they're tested on Tuesdays which gives yeah. the five days before they would actually play so anybody that contract contracts it after that I don't think are tested at that point so that that would fall into a, a spot where they wouldn't be able to play in the game. So yeah, I I think they've pretty much taken care of that. Yeah, agreed. Um, so we did touch on our our two teams a little bit briefly, but uh, we'll we'll t- touch on them in more detail here. So first up, the Seahawks. We end up going seven and ten. Obviously, Wilson's broken finger derailed the season. They would have made the playoffs if he was healthy, based on the teams that got in. So. However, there were some real low points this year, and at times I kind of questioned Pete's future as a head coach. But like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to run it back with Pete and Russ. The last two weeks, I saw energy on the sidelines with Russ that was lacking all year. They played so fucking hard against Arizona and, and dominated in that last game of the year when it didn't mean anything. So I think that's a testament to Pete and uh, how much the players like him and how hard they want to play for him. Now, the whole Rashad Penny thing is just fucking hilarious the fact that he actually looks like a first round pick four years into his into his career in the first four years he was basically non-existent it's kind of hilarious because they didn't exercise his fifth year option 
So now he's going to become a fifth uh, free agent at the end of the year, and I'm not sure they could afford both him and Carson. But Penny was unreal the last four games, almost 800 yards rushing, and the offense needs a viable rushing attack for Russell to be Russell. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle Penny this offseason and what they end up doing. But, I mean, if he could stay healthy and play the way that he did down the stretch, that's going to open up uh, the passing game. And like I said, Russell needs a, a solid rep rushing attack in order to play well. So. Is there, is there, Kidley, is there a chance they franchise Penny now? Because mm. mm. that is, that is in the cards. That's a good, that's a good point. And you know what? I'm not sure. I haven't looked at those numbers on what, uh, what the tag would look like for Penny. They do it one yeah. time, but yeah. Because you gotta, you gotta player. think, you gotta think a guy who, who they don't pick up his fifth year, uh, um, the fifth, the fifth year of his contract. That is yeah. the ultimate contract year at that point. You're you're yeah. still young in your career. Yeah, people are gonna believe in you. You you put you put it on tape one year at that point, and everybody wants a 26 year old running back. They're perfectly yeah. fine with that. So he he has been the ultimate contract year player, and we know contract year players don't always pan out in the future. But a franchise tag year of him, you might get this again next year. So no, that's a great point. Great point. I'm gonna have to look at that. What about your Jets? How are you feeling after the year? Obviously, there was some, some low points with you as well. So, well, I mean, just before we get to the Jets, there, Kidley, I had a, I had yeah. a few Seahawks questions here for you. Yeah, first, first one, you're a Jets fan. Yeah. Um, why? Why could you guys just not pack it in? You're playing for nothing. Pack it in. Get that draft pick bumped up for us <laughs> instead of us drafting tenth. I, I was seeing us drafting like. Uh, four and f- five. Four well, and fifth. for a I, while I was, there, you were right. I, and and ours well. was going to be the fifth pick, and yours was going to be the fourth pick. I was super yeah. pumped on that. Now I get to see the Giants are drafting fifth and sixth. They kind of trumped us on that one. We were yeah. we were supposed to be it. Um, another just observation: definitely seeing less Seahawks fa- hats around the neighborhood. So I, yeah, I'm pretty sure nice. you'd be happy. You'd be happy to see that. Um, and the other one. How long did Sierra linger on the shirtless post by DJ Metcalf to uh, <laughs> piss off Russ so badly? I'm not sure. There, there was obviously uh, the relationship soured a bit, I think, during the middle of the year. And uh, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason, whether uh, we see DK training with Russ in San Diego during the offseason. If he's if not, he's, if he's invited we... back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If not, we know there's something, something's awry. But definitely, yeah, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's man. let's get let's get into some Jets here. This, this yeah. is one of the most niche po- podcasts ever. A Seahawks Jets <laughs> combo podcast. But hey, give the people what they want. Exactly. Um, obviously, the year wasn't a successful year, but um, I'm not the cynic that many Jets fans are. Specifically, Bart Scott, former Jet linebacker who is just out there trying to make hot takes and try to destroy the team and everything. A lot of good yeah. things came out of this season. Um, you know, the, uh, Joe Douglas's first draft class hasn't really panned out. We haven't gotten a whole lot out of it so far. Becton uh, going down in the first game, losing our left tackle was massive, yeah. um, especially seeing it for parts of last year. He did play like he was go- he was uh, coming, coming towards being a pro bowler this year. Um, but we did get Bryce Hall out of the, uh, the 2020 draft, and he's mm-hmm. become our number one corner. Probably not a number one in the future. Probably a fantastic number two, though. Um, so if we can shore up the number one corner spot, we're, we're, we're set in that spot. Um, 
year started off really tough though we we were decimated with injuries the whole year we didn't have a pass rush Vinny Curry never plays a, a down for us Carl Lawson tears his ACL yeah, after right. what was that sounding was like being one of like the great preseasons ever put forth by a um assigned uh, uh rusher um oh, he yeah. was destroying everybody he was it, it was just looking special at that point um so we lose that and our secondary is young we end up ending the year with us two second year uh players in our secondary being Bryce Hall and um oh who who else was in there why is it there oh Ashton Davis playing safety yeah. and then two first year players um in our secondary as well um where is it gone for me here oh about Brendan um Eccles playing uh corner a sixth round pick and Jason Pinnock a cornerback who we converted to safety and was just looking fantastic as well so we we had a total of two years in our secondary uh tend off the year and we we did a good job with that so yeah that's um, raw though you yeah. you expect a lot of mistakes with your secondary yeah. being and, that and, young, right and 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 that was kind of what they said the the, the coaching yeah. staff said this is the way we play defense and they're going to get burnt but we're going to find out if they can do it and and by the end of the year they were doing it somewhat um, we drafted the two Michael Carters, which are fantastic. Yeah, um, he looks the, good. the the safety Michael Carter, we've turned him into a nickel corner, and he played fantastically. Running back Michael Carter is fantastic as well. Um, looks like the real deal. Tough to tackle, low to the ground, has yeah. the burst. Fantastic as well. Um, little bit of injury concern with him. He did, did get injured two or three times this year, missed multiple games. So worry about his durability a little bit. Elijah Moore looks unbelievable. Um, yeah. Also another guy that got injured a lot, but when he was in there, played really well. Um, and Elijah Vera Tucker at guard is everything we wanted from him. We traded up to get him in the first round. He looks special as well. Uh, definitely looks like a future pro bowler. So. There's a lot of good that came out of the year. You know, there's a lot of talk right now. We're going to move Makai Becton over to right uh, tackle. Oh, really? In college, and he was better really? in college uh, oh, because because wow. the old man George Fant, he's like a fine wine. At left tackle, him and ABT on the left side, and then we'd be able to put um, Duvernay Tardif, Quebec Zone, and there Becton on the other side, both road graders, and we could run behind them for uh, for years. So. A you know lot George of good Fan things. Played college hoops, right? Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Western oh, Kentucky. Oh, he was, he was like, uh, yeah, power forward. I think he had some good, some good numbers too. And then he just yeah. showed up at a at a pro day. As, oh, really? Tried out, tried out as a tight end, and uh, he tried out first as a tight end, caught Seattle's eye, and they converted him to right tackle, where he played a lot with uh, with Seattle. But yeah, yeah. hell of an athlete. Oh George yeah, and, that, and and it shows the the smooth feet, like smooth, yeah. smooth, smooth. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this: Great Jets recap, Zach. Do you take him again at that spot in the draft, knowing what you what? do now with with all the other quarterbacks? One hundred and fifty percent, we take him at nice. that spot. The only the only way that we don't take him is if some reason Trevor Lawrence is there, and even them, it's closer now than it was when the draft actually happened if the if the draft actually happened and we had to been drafting first i take trevor lawrence instantly now i'm kind of torn in the whole thing of which one to take um now do you just hate mac jones because he's a patriot or do you actually think that he would be would have been worse than zach wilson with the jets this year oh he definitely would have been worse and i and my 
defense to this, Brian, is I helped you and myself win money on draft day when I said the San Francisco 49ers did not trade all that draft capital to pick Mac Jones. And we won money on saying that Trey Lance would go fourth overall that on, yeah. on draft day. There's no, Mac Jones is not good. And anybody that goes into that system, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing and he knew what he was getting. He was getting somebody who would listen. They would do what they were told. What you can give about Mac Jones is he gets through his reads very quickly. He dumps the ball off well. But every single time he's been asked to throw the ball down the field this year, he throws interceptions. He has not won a single game. He has not been the focal point of a single win for them this year. Zach, Zach has the uh, the Titans win. He beat the conference champions. And the conference, you could say they were banged up a little bit. They, they had some receiver issues during, in that game. Uh, Derrick Henry was still playing, though. And yeah. Zach Wilson beat them. So, yeah, I there there's no way that he's not. The, do you know what? The only one that really, I think, um, messes up the whole draft order right now, because, you know, the Jags, I think they probably still take Trevor Lawrence right yep. now. We yep. still take we still take Wilson. I don't know if San Francisco is going to take Trey Lance. No chance. But in that whole, well, you, you say that no chance, but their whole thing was he was never supposed to play first year, maybe not supposed to play second year. They were going, they were trying to find something special there. The thing is, I think the Patriots don't take Jones right now and they take Davis Mills. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, def- definitely uh, somebody who can be more of um, a leader, more of a weapon at quarterback than Mac Jones is. Um, Mac Jones is basically doing what Mark Sanchez did when he um, led the Jets to the two AFC Championship games. He depended on a strong running game and a really good defense. And I will I will agree that Davis Mills is kind of the wild card QB of that draft, but I'll I'll yeah. counter with he, he didn't play one meaningful football game all year. No, he no definitely like, didn't definitely did so. I mean, let's let's pump the brakes a bit on Davis yeah. Mills and you know, with the Houston Texans. Obviously, he's flashed a bit, yeah. and so, but yeah, he had some good numbers, but yeah. none of the games were meaningful, and there was no real pressure on him. So, no, yeah. no. Okay, okay. So we talked about the Chargers Raiders, and that was just a, a crazy scenario. If it ended up a tie, they both get in, and, and the Steelers are out. So I watched that then complete game with my brother being a Raiders fan and we were texting back and forth and he was losing his mind and um, I still can't believe Staley called a timeout when the Raiders were clearly just gonna be content with running the clock out and basically conceding a tie and he they calls a timeout so the Raiders have to run another place so they run a, a running play and and uh Jacobs runs for what like seven or eight yards or something and picks up a first down and now they kick a field goal to win Thoughts on that? Staley calling a timeout. Well, I think Staley's a um, Italian soccer fan, and he knows of the Cal- <laughs> the Calciopoli scandal um, in the early two thousands. Wow! Well, well. um, where I, what Juventus, is that? Juventus was the leaders of the whole thing, but there was many yeah. um, high profile teams, and it was match fixing. Yeah, teams going out, each team would uh, give up a goal to each other to make it not look too bad, and then just play out the tie. Um, when right. that was all that was needed for both teams in a situation. Um, it was found out about about 10 years later. 
Um, Juventus was relegated to like the third division. They had titles taken away from them. Houses were, the house was clean. People were tossed out of the game. So I don't think Staley wanted that to happen because I'm pretty sure if that game ends in a tie, the Steelers are appealing within about uh, 15 minutes to the league (laughs) that something is up because for a tie to happen in that situation would have just been insane. Oh, The fact they were even talking about it before the game, they were like, wouldn't it be great if there was a tie? Oh man, it would have been something. And and to be quite honest, the other thing that kind of blew my mind was after the Raiders picked up the first down, the the Chargers couldn't stop the clock. So I'm sitting there going, okay, Raiders, the goal of this was to just get in the playoffs. So why are you even attempting this long field goal? Like so much can go wrong on a field goal attempt. You could have a bad snap could be blocked we've seen long field goals be blocked yeah. before and returned for a touchdown and then then the analytics people would have been going nuts like yeah for sure i'm surprised that they did anything like why even kick the field goal why even attempt it for sure yeah yeah it was weird it was weird for sure yeah like all just the entire game was bizarre and i i, I do have a theory that the raiders are becoming like pretty sea hockey in a way that they don't play regular football games anymore. Every game they play uh, is, complete, <laughs> is completely wild. There's not a normal game that the Raiders play anymore. So, well, I have, a, I have a feeling on them is that they they handled so much controversy this year, and yeah. really, you got to say they handled it really well. Like you're not sitting Pretty there well. like sh- yeah. shaking your head at them. Like they yeah. took care of business. They they cut out the cancers where the cancers were. They didn't try to make excuses. They didn't hold on too long. And it's almost like the football gods are saying, do you know what? You handled this correctly. We're going to, we're going to throw you some bones here. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that Raiders at Bengals in a bit. Cause I, that's, yeah. that's kind of an intriguing game. Cause I very much. Yeah. But next let's, uh, I think we owe our boy Dan Campbell a bit of, a bit of an apology. We're, we're a bit hard, a bit hard on him four months ago to start the year. Um, we were right that Goff was going to be a disaster. I mean, he did have some moments, but the the, the Goff experiment in, in Detroit is not going to turn out well. But Dan Campbell, just like Pete Carroll, I mean, his players play so hard for him. It was incredible the way that those guys played for him down the stretch. And the fact that he throws out like two or three fake punts and field goals a game is unbelievable. I love it. The guy's yeah. trying to win no matter what. He's, he's got two wins. He's trying to get a third. I mean, he's doing whatever he can to get that win. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I turned into a Dan Campbell fan. I'm not sure your thoughts yeah. on Campbell throughout the year. Oh, we, we definitely did. Definitely did. The amount of times that you, Bevy, and I had texts going like, Dan's going to cry either way at the end of this game. Like, yeah. he's either going to take another beating or he's, he's going to get his victory kind of thing. For sure. Um, he he was definitely set up to be the laughing stock of the league, a, a Matt Patricia kind of, right. why does this guy get a job? And he was fun. He made that team fun. Um, I'm not willing to say he's a good coach, but his players play hard for him. I think, that's half, that, I think that's half of it, having the players yeah, play for you and yeah. believe in what, you, what you're doing. And so sure. my, big th- my big thing is he just needs to find some good coordinators to yeah. actually put the game plan together. He can get the guys playing hard. He's got a lot of, a lot of Herm, and, Herm Edwards energy where the players love him and he's going to, to do it until he can't do it anymore. And at well, some he, point, he'll lose the locker room, but he, he's got it going on right now. 
Yeah, and I think he does have some decent coordinators. I think he's got your boy Aaron Glenn as defensive coordinator. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, to be honest, I think he might be kind of a a bit of a rising star in terms of the, uh, the coordinator ranks. So I don't know. Kind of uh, interesting year for Detroit. Definitely. Yep. But in general, this year there was no real clear cut dominant team, as you alluded to earlier. Um, the number one seed, if this was the the NCAA tournament would be the Green Bay Packers, I think. I think they're kind of the the clear-cut favorite to get to the Super Bowl this year. And too bad Bevy's out chasing chasing shipping containers right now in the Pacific <laughs> Ocean somewhere, and he can't discuss this with us. But um, it's better we don't have him discussing it. I don't want to hear him talk about his Packers. It's true. <laughs> but if Green Bay comes up short again, why will it happen? Um. I've heard a lot saying stuff about the defense, shipping points and stuff like that. Um, I think their their issue throughout the season, and I think we've all witnessed it, has been special teams. Um, as far as the return game and the cover game, I know there's been primetime games where I've been receiving texts from Bevy with him freaking out about it. But the, the biggest issue is Mason Crosby. And he has, he has gone missing a few times this year. And when games get close in the playoffs, you need to be able to depend on your kicker and you need to be able to depend on special teams. And I think that would be the reason that I could see them losing a game at some point. Um, Just missing a couple kicks in a game, something gets tight in the cold weather, and that being the reason that they could uh, possibly lose some games. Or a game, I guess. That's all they can lose right now. Yeah. I think it's setting up pretty well for them in the NFC, but I I do see there's a few teams that I think could could pose a pose a threat to them one of them being the Cowboys just because of their ability to, to rush the passer without without des- designing any blitz so they got Micah Parsons they got guys like Randy Gregory Demarcus Lawrence if those guys start getting going and start uh, affecting Aaron Rodgers I think their own line might be susceptible to the, to being exposed a little bit but but other than that in the NFC it's going to be I think it's just gonna have to be a weird weird game for them to for them not to come out of the NFC, unfortunately, as much as I yeah, hate for sure, because I'm not yeah. uh, not a Green Bay guy, obviously. And but by far the favorite, by far, yeah, by far the favorite. Um, leads leads me to my next question: Aaron Rodgers or Novak Djokovic? Who's more likable? <laughs> well, the quote the the great Michael Jordan: "No matter what you say, you're not going to convince me they ain't assholes." <laughs> <laughs> but um, this one, I think deep on it. Um, I, I have one person in my life who's a diehard tennis fan, like is a fanatic of oh. fanatics. It's my it's my wife's aunt, Auntie Donna, the wow. sweetest person on the face of the planet. She loves tennis so much. She has traveled the world to watch, as she says, Roger play, Roger Federer, yeah. um, who I'm sure Rod. she's... She, I'm, I'm sure she's cheated on poor Uncle Bri with uh, many times in her dreams. Um, but she loves tennis so much and she has no bad words to say about anybody in the world except for Novak Djokovic. She despises him to the the hundredth degree, um, yeah. which makes me understand that he must be an asshole. Right. That being said, Aaron Rodgers is the biggest oh. asshole on the face of the planet. Oh, and okay. Yes, I I um I I think very little of him. The way that he tries to submarine his team, um, 
he he wants control. He sees that Tom Brady gets more control of a team, so now he wants out so that he can go and have control of a team. Um, the the whole thing with the vaccination, the line about being vaccinated, yeah. is just atrocious. The fact that he has yeah, a I've been immunized. I've been yeah. immunized. Yeah. He's he has a platform and he's out there just talking bullshit. And yep. people listen to him because he's an athlete. You you have to understand that what you say, morons will listen to. And he's out there spewing Joe Rogan shit everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers, boot yeah. to the head. The, the two sports guys, Rick and James, nice. for all the Winnipeg guys out there, boot to the head to Aaron Rodgers. He's the biggest yeah. asshole. Okay. Where does Prince Andrew fit in all of this? Oh well, that's not even that's. <laughs> We don't. You can't even talk about that. That's 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 so much worse. He's actually just the worst human being. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> let's let's pick some conference champs. Before okay. we do that, let's uh, let's just look at the games starting tomorrow. We got Raiders at Bengals. I'm turning into a Bengals fan for the for the playoffs, considering Seattle's out. So I love watching Bengals. So Raiders at Bengals Saturday afternoon. Pats at Bills Saturday night. Then we got Eagles at Bucks, interesting game, and San Francisco at Dallas, so an early '90s classic. So that one's uh, Sunday afternoon, and then Sunday night Pittsburgh at KC, and then the Monday night game. Like again, why why is the NFL changing the schedule? We got a Monday Monday night playoff game. I guess yeah, I I one I one hundred percent despise that. I don't get okay. why they're doing that. Yeah, like yeah. So, so that's just oh sorry Brian but just the thing yeah. with the Monday night game you're basically saying the Cardinals and the Rams could have 48 hours less time to prepare for their next exactly. game a guy gets a niggling injury just so that they can have another prime time game like yeah. it's garbage that, absolute garbage yeah. pure greed pure greed on the part of the NFL I don't like it at all like you said they have could have 48 hours on their on their competitor so not great um, any games stick out to you? Round um, one, um, betting wise, or just intrigue that you'd like to watch? Any any angles that you got yeah. going into the wild card weekend? Well, I'll let you talk Bengals Raiders. I am intrigued by that one. The, much the same with the Bengals as you were just talking about. Um, the the Pats Bills game, the AFC East. I'm an AFC East fan. Um, I want the Patriots to get killed. Um, Josh Allen. I think he's just like. He's, he's going to be the player in the playoffs that can do the most. He's a force of nature. He can be. I think they've, uh, they've forced him to um, kind of slow it down here down the stretch, yeah. not yeah. to get dinged up and stuff like that. I can't wait to watch every single third and five um, on Saturday. Him drop back and then just run the ball and run it for 15 yards and run over two linebackers while he's doing it. I Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I think really, that has to be part of the game plan. Just like you said, I, let him loose. Let yeah, him loose. And, and, and I think he's he's unstoppable when he does that. The last three right. weeks that they've played, they beat the Patriots where they got up, the Patriots started to come back, and then he just took over the game. He had, they had Atlanta and the Jets the last two weeks, two teams that they should just beat. Um, they went very vanilla, but when it mattered in the second half, he just takes over and he's unstoppable. So yeah, yeah I'm really intrigued by that game. Yeah, that, that'll be a good one to watch Saturday night. Um, real quick for me, Raiders at Bengals. 
what is it? What's the line right now? Bengals by five and a half. So I like the Bengals to cover there. I think the Raiders kind of blew their wad last uh, last Monday night. I think that was their, you know, you know, their playoff game, so to speak. So traveling to Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati can get hot and they can put up a bunch of points. And I don't think the Raiders can can match that. Uh, Pat's Bills, like you said, did a great job of breaking down that game. I think the over-unders at 44 right now. It's supposed to be a shitty weather game. Yeah, really well cold. under. Well under. Yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd like to hammer the under there. Yeah, um, Eagles Bucks Bucks by eight and a half. That game. Something about that Eagles team. They're, they're kind of flying under the radar, and Tampa Bay is, you know, they don't. I don't think they scare really anyone. And the Eagles could, if if there's one thing that's Tom's kryptonite, it's always been pass rush up the middle and. Fletcher Cox and, and company, mm-hmm. if they could get that thing going up the middle and and get Tom off the spots, so, so to speak, early, I think that game could uh, could get close at the end. San yeah. Francisco Dallas is going to be a real good game, definitely. Pittsburgh KC, fuck. I mean Ben's done, his arm's done. I like KC, they're big. And then Monday but, night, I have no no idea on on Arizona and the Rams. No, no not even close. Yeah, no. both those I'm, teams. I'm not, not going to hide teams. That. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what we do Saturday, Sunday betting, I'm not even gonna not even gonna reach for that Arizona Rams game on Monday night. I'm gonna put in a same game parlay because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scariest skill position left in the playoffs. Who's your guy? Scariest skill position player. Do quarterbacks count or not count? Sure. Sure. Well then it's it's Josh Allen in that way. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's the the and really I think he's the one player that can just change a game instantly on his own. Um, yeah, the the he's Buffalo's best running back. He's their best offensive weapon. That's one of the things that people say about Buffalo is they don't have the the, the strong running game. It's because they haven't unleashed Josh Allen at this point. Um, yeah. Like I said earlier. Wait till third and five, third and five or less comes up. He will run the ball every single time, and he's untackleable once he's in space. He he yeah, falls forward he for for an extra five yards every single time. Very Cam Newtonish when he was in his prime, yeah. and he he'd make guys yeah. would make contact with him, and he'd still get two and a half, three more yeah. yards just you know, just falling forward. I like the Ben Roethlisberger, but athletic. Because I remember you could yeah. not you could not get Ben on the ground. He just yeah. was he lumbered. But sure. all of a sudden, you have Ben Roethlisberger with speed. So yeah. I think Josh Allen is that. Um, the other one is more like the most intriguing storyline, I think, at the moment, is Derrick Henry. It's coming mm-hmm. off the long injury. They've been able to run the ball with Foreman already. So if they can get through their first game, get Henry at some touches, but Foreman carry the load and get through that game, all of a sudden, you have a well-rested Derrick Henry and the Titans are a completely different team at that point. So I think that's just maybe the most intriguing guy at, at the moment for me. How about yourself, Ridley? Who, you, who do you like? My guy Debo. I know who you like. My guy Debo. <laughs> Every ch- t- chance I get to bet on Debo, I'm going to bet on Debo. No, I think he's the best receiver in the league. I think he could, Ooh, he could be the best. I think he could be... I don't know if it's all that bold, to be honest with you. I think he's one of the most dynamic football players we've seen in quite some time. I like that, dynamic football player. I don't know best receiver, but yeah, yeah. he does more than all around. Get the get the guy the ball. He's going to make the first guy miss. Yards after contact. You could line him up in the backfield. He, if I'm San Francisco, he gets 20 touches versus Dallas. Yeah. Somehow, some way, 
on jet sweeps, lining up in the backfield outside of the tackle runs, some quick passing game. If he doesn't touch it 15 to 20 times, I would be shocked. So, yeah, I think I love that. I, I love that too, that they line them up in the backfield. It's not always yeah. just a jet sweep. There's all those guys, you see them go in motion. You're like, okay, this is the, the time that Tyree Hill is going to get the ball and stuff like right. that. But then you look up, he's just standing in the backfield and yeah. something. And he runs, he yeah. runs, and he's 220 pounds and he runs like yeah. he's 220 pounds. You know, teams have tried this in the past when I think, you know, Des Bryant has had some carries out of the backfield. You yeah. mentioned Tyree Hill, but. It's different with Debo when he's out of the backfield. He actually looks like a running back. Cordero so, Patterson, they, the Atlanta yeah. did that all this year too, and it was it was yeah. somewhat successful as well. But once again, just getting the ball in the hands of a playmaker. Yeah, yeah. So letting them. I'd I'd take him as a as a wide receiver, running back. He'd be my number one pick overall out of all the remaining players in, in the NFL, in the playoffs right now. So he's going to be fun to watch. San Francisco is going to be a tough out. So. For sure. Let's take let's take a break. We're gonna bring in our special guest on the, on the topic of skill position players. We're gonna we're gonna workshop a little same game parlay that we've done all season long. So let's take a break and we'll bring in our special guest. special guests we're going to workshop a, a same game parlay like the three of us have done all year so dave the hammer borowski how are you pretty good how are you guys doing oh doing good i uh i'm happy to hear you cleared protocols you're you're able to join us tonight got two negative tests before the pod yeah i'm in i'm back in feeling okay yeah <laughs> good that's good. good to hear good to hear yeah. how was the, how was the vid how did it treat you <laughs> It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not recommended. Um, it's definitely, uh, it, uh, it hits you hard and fast. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say that. And then, uh, when you think you're, you're feeling better, sometimes it kind of comes back yeah. and gets you a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I, I believe I'm on the, I'm on the road to recovery here. So everything's good. Yeah. Awesome. Good. good to hear. Good. Thankfully yeah. my household's avoided it somehow, but just As a matter of mine. time before. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough. Like again, I I, I wish you uh, and your households and families the best, and hopefully you don't you don't get it as it's unfortunately now going through mine. Uh, my wife uh, has tested positive, so uh, oh, so that kind of sucks. But uh, my yeah. both my daughters are still negative, so knock on woods. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well before you hopped on, I, I mentioned to the listeners that all year we've. Uh, the three of us have done some same game parlays on Bet365 where, where we bet different props and it's been a lot of fun. We've come close a few times. Unfortunately, we we haven't hit one yet, but I'm thinking the playoffs might be might be our time. Why not, right? Exactly. So, no time like the present. Yeah. yeah. Who wants who wants to lead off with uh, with their part with their three picks first? Hammer, do you wanna go? What do you like this weekend in terms of prop bets? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm in um... I'm on the Bengals uh, on my uh, on my prop bet here. Um, I just uh, I just think that uh, that uh, they're they're peaking at the right time, and uh, I really uh, I really like some things that I saw in the in the Bengal Raider game. Um, yeah. So what I went with is uh, I uh, I got uh, Joe Joe Burrow uh, over one and a half. 
passing touchdowns in the match. Love that. Yeah, and then I got uh, his main uh, his main go to on the on the receiving end, Jamar Chase, uh, mm-hmm. over seventy point five receiving yards in the match. Um, as we know, he can probably get that on one play, so I'm hoping that's going to happen—a big play there—and I'll, I'll have that all sewn up for me. Um, and then I got uh, Joe Burrow over 34 and a half passing attempts in the match. Yeah, uh, we know he likes to throw that ball a lot, so I'm, I'm hoping that's uh, that's going to stay stay true. And then uh, you know, as much as they have the good passing game, they like to pound the ball too with Joe Mixon. And uh, I got Joe Mixon to score a touchdown in the match. And uh, those four give me a plus eight hundred uh, for the odds. So very Love nice. It. As we say all the time, I, I don't know how all four of those don't hit. I mean, yeah. that just seems too logical to me. I'm all over the Bengals. Uh, me and Schley were talking about that in the previous yeah. uh, segment. All yeah. over the Bengals, Bengals for this playoff run. I love those picks. Schley, what are you adding to the parlay? What I'm adding to the parlay? Well, I made up uh, a little Bengals one, but I like Dave's. It was very close to Dave's, so I, mm-hmm. I jumped over to the Chiefs. I figured the Chiefs have lost me so much money this year. Why not continue it into the playoffs? So, uh, because um, I know Tyreek Hill hurt his heel in pre-game last week, which killed my uh, parlay last week, I'm on Travis Kelsey, um, over 67 and a half yards. I think he does that in the first half, probably, in this game. Um, Nice and simple. And if he gets to that 67 and a half yards, I think it's almost guaranteed he scores a touchdown as well. So, I took him to score a touchdown also. as for the other bits to spice it up, um, I took KC minus six and a half points. I think they're they're love that they're normally at like the actual line in the game is like minus ten and a half something to that effect. So I think yeah. that's that's a very easy number for them to to reach. And then I have them over have the game going over thirty six and a half points. Now that's going to get you to about four to one, and we want to spice it up a little bit. And Kidley knows the gift that keeps on giving, and we get one <laughs> last chance at it. Last week they the <clears throat> bet three six five chickened out, and they did not give us a line on a Ben Roethlisberger interception. They gave it to <laughs> us this week, so I'm throwing in a ben, big Ben interception late. Um, to get us up to about six to one on that bet, there we I, go. I'm There's... surprised that they they didn't set that at one and a half interceptions. I'm, I was shocked at, too. Yeah. At about yeah. the same odds too. I yeah. love that. It's yeah, only yeah, it's only it's, it's only about one point six, one point yeah, six four. It it's not it's not a huge amount, but it's almost yeah. a guarantee. Yeah. It's yeah. A nice little. It's a nice accumulator. Yeah. Yeah. Beauty. All right. So that leaves me. So uh, I'm going San Francisco at Dallas. I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk, over 48 and a half yards receiving. He's been in a, a favorable target for Garoppolo down the stretch here. So over 48 and a half yards receiving seems like a lock to me. My boy Debo, over 64 and a half yards receiving in the match. And Debo, over four and a half receptions in the match. So that gives me six to one odds, I think, in an when you parlay those all together, I think a ten dollar bet pays around three thousand dollars. So, that's how doesn't it win? How, how doesn't it, how does it not win? win? And every yeah, and every like, week, I keep saying the same thing: it's got to win. It's got to win. Yeah, it's sure. got to win. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think we're on the right side of every team. I think we could all agree. Yeah, Maybe for I sure. I haven't heard Hammer's thoughts on the games, but I think uh, Cincinnati. I think they're going to score a bunch of points. So, you'd yeah. think that Burrow and Chase are going to 
are going to be factors and Kelsey and and company and KC and I don't know what's going to happen in San Francisco Dallas but Debo and Ayuk will be will be targeted a lot so yeah, real with that. For sure. I love that. Yeah, love no. It's really good. Yeah. Love it. Unfortunately, we uh, we discussed uh, and we'll be discussing Joe Judge a little bit later in the pod hammer and, and the Giants <laughs> season, but I'm not sure you being a a loyal Giants fan, not sure your thoughts on the season and what you'd like to see happen from from here on out, but if you have a, any thoughts on the Giants, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's been a, a tough, uh, tough year as a Giants fan. Um, at times, you, you thought like, oh, maybe they, they they return the corner. All of a sudden, oh, they're in some close games. Just you know, finding ways to lose games. But uh, I mean, in the end, I, I think it's just uh, it's been a it's been a tough go for Giants fans for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and I think that uh, I mean, you you can you know, I mean. You hate to say it, but I mean, like, where's Tom Coughlin? I mean, my God, I never knew I liked Tom Coughlin so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, right? you know, but I mean, but really, but really, when you, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like the, the guys that came after, although I'm, you know, I'm sure they did their best, but McAdoo and uh, Shermer and all that, like, I mean, uh, and, and now Judge, like, they all seem to have their, 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 their quirkiness and, and, and then, maybe even the guys they hired i mean you know for for judge to have uh, jason garrett as your offensive coordinator yeah i mean i mean great. like yeah i mean like and especially for giants fans you hire the ex-cowboy coach what yeah. like i mean yeah. you know like it just it just doesn't it just doesn't sit well right and and uh, gettleman as the as the gm i mean yeah, yeah it, for sure and that and that and that's obviously i think has has hurt them the last yeah. little the little bit here and just with with Moose, he you know he's sort of made and 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 what have you. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, Odell looks pretty good with the Rams. Like, you know, was it really <laughs> him? I mean, maybe not. You know, so yeah. I mean, that, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like every team. I mean, they you know. Uh, they, they thought Saquon was going to be, you know, the the next coming kind of thing. But uh, you know, I mean, injuries and things happen, and you know, Daniel Jones, you know, he's shown you know signs, you know. But uh, in the end, I, I I think that what Giants football has always tended tended to be, and, and why they won, you know, Super Bowls is they've always had good defense, and they've always been able to really just pound the ball. And, yeah. and and they haven't been able to do that in the last. Jeez, uh, God, it's yeah, I can't I can't believe it. I was looking at it today. It's it, it's been almost ten years, boys. You know, yeah, it's hard to hard right. to say that. You know, yeah. but it's uh, last Super Bowl was uh, 2012. You know, so uh, you know it's yeah. uh, that's ten years now. So uh, so yeah, let, let it, me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask yeah. you this. Can you win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones as your quarterback? Yeah, you know, well, you know, I think I think you can if if you have a line that's the same as what Eli had. You know what I mean? Because I, I think he has very similar Eli qualities, and and quite actually, honestly, obviously, a better runner. Like he can run the ball too, but I think I think they lack the line, and then they also need you have you may have Saquon, but all those other teams that they had that pounded the ball, they had the secondary guy that could pound the ball too. You know, so you had back in the day they had Jacobs, but then they also had yeah. Bradshaw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then a lot of the a lot of these teams, like that, you know, that 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 uh, win the Super Bowl, more of them have that little bit running back by committee. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, they might have the start, sure. but they all but they got that back guy that does it right. Wow. So and, uh, that's, and that's, that's part of the 
yeah. like you said, that's part of the problem with with the Giants and Barkley is they invested yeah. so much in him. Yeah, that yeah. it's hard to to not feature him and when he's yes. out. Yes. And the fact the fact that he's been injured and yeah. you guys took the third over third overall or second overall, whatever it was. Uh, yes, yeah, second, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really really yep. set you back, unfortunately. Yeah, it has, and and again, and that's more again, that's more of a a GM thing. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, and he and yeah, like I said, I, I think that that's that's the that's the problem right but um but yeah i mean you know it, would i uh you know if, if, if another young stud quarterback was available should they should they look at that well i mean sh- sure but i mean it, it's it that's hard to to to, 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 to figure out how that's going to work either because i mean even when they selected daniel jones everyone was very high on haskins and said well how come they didn't take haskins well we're right where's where's haskins he may get a chance yeah. now because he's in pittsburgh and, and, yeah. and he's a little bit down the depth chart after big ben but sure but but you know what i mean like that, that's the thing no, no one no one really knows but in, in my opinion i don't mind jones but again it, it's like any uh any quarterback i mean you, you need protect, protection if he, if he doesn't have to, time i mean it's pretty hard to, to, to make the throws and, and the things you need to do so anyways and, yeah. they, and they did they did some stuff with receivers that didn't really pan out this year either did like holiday like i mean you know like the yeah. things happen guys get hurt whatever but uh you know i think there is some talented weapons that they have there in in the receiving core too but uh it's just uh, it just hasn't panned out for some reason, so it's uh, it's been a frustrating one for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Hammer, thanks for thanks for hopping on. I think uh, I think we got something going with the same game parlay. Let's uh, let's cash this one. Yeah, for sure, boys. I'm excited about it. Looking forward to the uh, the weekend games, and uh, and hopefully we finally cash one for sure. Thanks, man. Okay, Good thanks, guys. Good talk right. to you, Dave. All right, see you later. Yep. Bye bye. Always insightful when when he's talking about the the New York Giants, and let's hope that he feels better and the, and the family feels better. Definitely. All right, Shlee. Next two years, do you want to be Mo Salah or Robert Salah? Oh, Salah, or Salah. Love them both. Um, potato, potato. I, potato, I don't know, potato, I don't know if yeah. I messed up the pronunciation on. Mix them up, but we're we're all good on that. Um, Two very interesting men, uh, both known for their hairstyle. One no hair, one a big mop of hair. Um, Both members are part of my two favorite sports franchises. So um, you take Mo Salah. I know some of the fans out there might not be massive uh, uh, European football fans, but Mo Salah plays for Liverpool. Um, he's the most dangerous man in soccer at the moment. He um, has probably is arguably the best soccer player in the world. Um, not not as high profile as guys like Ronaldo and Messi are still, but he is unbelievable. Um, so, which one would I rather be? He's a tough one. He doesn't drink, which is already a, a, a tough one for me. And he can't go anywhere in the worlds that he lives in. He lives in Liverpool. Right. He can't go anywhere he wants there because he gets mobbed. He is loved. Statues will be built for him around Anfield. Um, and in his native um, Egypt, he can't go anywhere there or in that area of the world. 
because he's mobbed there as basically being a god. Um, if you take Robert Sala, you know, he had an all right year this year. I'm, I, he doesn't have great job security, so I wouldn't say um, he knocked it out of the park by any means. He, he did all right. And he has like 500 kids, which I don't want to deal with either. So that's they, a lot. They, bo- they both, they both have, lot. yeah, they both have strikes behind them. But Mo Salah is the scariest man in the world with a with a ball at his feet, and so it's it's really got to be Mo Salah. Um, he's he's coming into a, a time of uh, contract years here. His contract is running out. I'm hoping FSG does him right and and pays him what he's worth, but. FSG is one of those groups, one of those um, ownership teams that they have a plan and I'm and I'm a conformist when it comes to my teams. If we have a plan and we're rolling in the right direction, I'm with it. Um, they're not big on, on paying out huge sums of money in contracts. Um, they have kind of a money, mall, money ball philosophy in the whole thing. So they're kind of dragging their feet on the re-signing of Mo. Um, and I really think they need to do him right, though. He's he's won us a Champions League. He's won us um, our first league in 30 years. He's yeah. done many of those things. He's uh, won the Golden Boot mo- multiple times in the Premiership. So we got to do Mo right in that way. So uh, yeah, it's Mo Salah. He's he's the Egyptian king. Curious, what is his yearly salary, or what will it be? Um, they they do it they do it per per week. Is it? Oh, is that okay. how they usually do it? Um, yeah. So you're on like 250 grand a week, kind of thing. Those those types of things. Um, okay. I I know Messi. I think was on like 450 a week. All right. So basically two million a month, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. so he's probably yeah he's probably about 250 a week. I believe that is. I could be totally totally off on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's around that. He's probably and he's even said that he he's not in it for the money. He's more in it for term. He he wants to play at Liverpool. He was a childhood Liverpool fan growing up in the in like a poor area of Egypt. Yeah. Just wanted to play for Liverpool. Finally got to Liverpool and he's very happy to be there. So yeah, like I said, hopefully we do him right. Okay. So you're most a yeah. lot. I'm most All right. The All Egyptian right. king. Yeah, yeah. Are you Why telling not? me you wouldn't want the crowd to be chanting that at you? Mo Salah, Mo Salah running down the Se- wing. Seems like Sa- he's got a pretty good thing going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. All right. The Big Ben retirement. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a complete asshole. <laughs> Speak of an, uh, speaking of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Sexual assault in 2008. Settled out of court. Okay. Then again yep. in 2010, allegedly. This never yep. went to court. So 2010, allegedly another sexual assault. So my question is, do we have to wax poetic over every every retirement, specifically Big Ben's? Do we need the pregame talk about his last game in Pittsburgh with the camera showing him coming out of the tunnel, tear in his eye? Like, who is this for other than the people in Pittsburgh? Your thoughts? And that's exactly it. This is for the people of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh fans. They're the only ones that care um, in thinking about this, what a year for quarterbacks being drafted as well. Like you got for asshole quarterbacks being drafted because you also have uh, Phil Rivers, who's known for being just a dick. I don't know if you'd go asshole, more just a prick kind of thing. Not not a, not a horrible human being. Like it would seem that Ben no, Roethlisberger no, was. No, not even on the same yeah. page as Ben. Yeah, yeah. Let's, but, let's, but, not, let's not put those yeah. two guys in the same. They, same okay, thing. okay. I'm just just throwing it out there. But and yeah. then you get the get the lovable Eli Manning, the little brother who is yeah. not part of the Manning cast kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, aw shucks, aw shucks, yeah. Eli. 
yeah, we don't need this. We don't need that. Oh, Al, you know, he just loves the game. We don't, we don't need that. We, no. I can give a rat's ass about Ben Roethlisberger. He, he no. destroyed my one chance at a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. We just couldn't and, get him on the ground. Yeah, it's and it's, I think I'm a little bit spiteful, obviously, as well. Back yes. in the 2005 Super Bowl, and you know, Big Ben was was shit during that game, and Pittsburgh stole the victory from Seattle due to a few unfortunate calls that yeah. I don't think uh, I'll ever get over. But no, no, not like come on, we don't need to do this over every retirement, especially Big Ben. Yeah. I think the announcers, and to quote Brian Greasy, I think he said. Well, he was a bit immature in his younger years, but, uh, you know, the fans in Pittsburgh, they really love him. A bit immature? Yeah. That's, come on. Yeah. Like, like let's not, let's not use that phrase when it comes to, to sexual assault twice. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 When they, said, when they said a lot of court, it's allegedly. Yeah. Alleged. Yeah. Moving on. The Costanza Award. New. This is a new award. I'm excited about this award. So, the Costanzo Award, this goes to the coach who appeared to be trying everything he could to get fired. Just like George Costanzo when he worked for the Yankees and tied the World Series trophy to his bumper. A lot of good nominees this year, Schley, but we've narrowed the finalists down to Urban Meyer and Joe Judge. I'll leave it up to you. Who gets the Costanzo Award this year? Urban Meyer or or Joe, Joe Judge? Urban Meyer... I don't think originally it meant to and then fell into it because he was just <laughs> tired of being there. Joe Judge, what he did was unbelievable because I definitely 100% he was meaning to get fired. With a week left, you know Gettleman's going and in classic Giants fashion, they come out early for no reason at all and say, Joe Judge is going to be our coach next year. And Joe Judge is sitting there going, Gettleman's going to be gone. Yeah. I can no longer just blame his shittiness. I'm going to be a lame duck coach under a new GM who's going to want somebody new. And I don't have the ability to find another job. He's looking at Urban Meyer's getting paid now to sit there and pick his very perfect job, whichever job he wants to do after get, with, the, with the getting fired. College, so at that point... College job. Yeah, a college yeah. job. And at that point, Joe Judge said, hold my beer. And he brought <laughs> out the Mighty Ducks flying V on third down and got his ass fired. Um, yeah. It was it was a special, special... Uh, what a way to go out. Circumstances. Oh, yeah. And the, the whole thing, like, really, what does he want to do? He wants to go back and be defensive coordinator someplace. Does he even want to be a head coach again? Who knows? But... Now he gets to pick the job that he 100% wants while still getting paid by the Giants. Um, I like it. I, I, <laughs> you're going Joe Judge. You're, you're, giving the Costanza, you're giving the Costanza to Joe Judge? Well, yeah, because to do it in-game like that, yeah. everything about Urban Meyer is just reported that he called out all of his coordinators. It's reported that yeah. he was in, that he in a strip club. That he kicked, that he, kicked the he kicker. Kicked the field goal kicker before the game. <laughs> Joe Judge pulled, whipped down his pants, pulled it out, and showed yeah. that his was bigger in what he did there. Yeah. So, I, I liked it. it. Okay, the Costanza goes to Joe Judge. <laughs> so, there's a few a few coaching vacancies, obviously, in New York. Jack, Jacksonville, Houston now, Chicago. So, I've got one rule on hiring a head coach. 
my one rule no visors you cannot wear a visor if you're going to be my head coach okay it's 2022 matt nagy the visor no joe judge visor no like come on sirianni's in philadelphia is wearing a visor right now and i think philadelphia is winning despite sirianni is is it is it coaches are just big fans of Brad Faxon circa in <laughs> <Yeah>. 1992 <laughs> like, i'm not sure I, i'm like even josh mcdaniels i don't know if he still wearing a visor on the sidelines as an assistant but when he was a head coach and wore a visor <laughs> that thing didn't work either so fuck yeah. off with the visors already jesus it's, it's a it's it's a poor look a poor yeah. look for sure yeah. all right so we're halfway into dry january shlee good for you for holding strong oh i'm, I'm strong uh, and the the beers have been tasting good tonight. I've had a few in, in the breaks already here. Things are going nice. So, don't taunt me. Yeah. Dry January. Let's power rank the non-alcohol non-alcoholic beverages. You go first. Power rank okay. the non-alcoholic beverages. I'm going to start 5 up to 1. Okay. Okay. Love it. Number 5 in my power ranking of of non-alcoholic beverages is t- tonic water straight up with a little lime in it. Nice. Almost tastes like a gin and tonic, isn't nice. quite, gives you some yeah. bitter, gives you some flavor. I get the diet one as well, so it's not as sweet. It's delicious. Love having oh. it. Never had it. Never had oh, it's a it's a great 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 drink to 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 jump into. Um number 4 is one that I know is going to be high on Kidley's list, but it's only at 4 for me. It's bubbly and it's bubbly oh. of many flavors. Yeah, I like I like a lot of them. Yeah, I like peach I like the blackberry. I I I like a lot of them. But um yeah, really like in like in the bubbly. Number 3 on my list and I don't believe Auntie Donna is getting in here for a second time. She got me the gift of gifts this year. <laughs> Auntie Donna, like I said, lovely lady. She She's got a lot me... of shoutouts Auntie Donna. Yeah, I know she is. I'm going to have to tell Jesus. her to listen. Yeah. Um she she got me a uh cold brew brewer, a vertical cold brew. So it's this big tower thing. and i make cold brew in it it's 24 hour process so you plop it in there i did it just before we got on the podcast here by tomorrow yeah. night i'll be able to send it through i get three or four cups of of cold brew out of it cold brew coffee is by far better than hot brew coffee it's not a hipstery trendy thing it's just a fact it is, is so hot, much better is that a hot take it's not a hot take it is no, it is a cold take <laughs> because the cold brew is better okay number 2 and i'm going old school on this people the world 80% of the world is covered in it flat out tap water yeah anybody that drinks water out of a bottle is a fool tap water is way better it's got more flavor as i always say and yeah. i drink i don't know about 5 6 liters of it a day it's great and number 1 in the non-alcoholic wow fluids what do we got for dry january is from a brewery In, oh. in in um New York state okay. called Partake they Love make it. a craft beer non-alcoholic beer it is 10 calories it's definitely thin because that's what yeah. not having all the rest in there but they hop it up so it basically tastes like hop water but like i said 10 calories they make an IPA they make a pale ale they're both delicious they make a stout but it's too thin for my liking right. um so yeah the the pale ale i have like 10 of them in my fridge at all times crack a couple of them on sunday afternoon watching the football wake up the next morning feeling right as rain and uh it's basically just like drinking water so there are right. my top 
Partake, and you, you find Partake. this at any grocery store? Or what? Yeah, you can find it Sobeys uh, Superstore. No Superstore four pack is eight bucks. It's not okay. cheap, cheap, but yeah. uh, it is delicious. So better than Sarasota from from back in the nineties. Sarasota, no, no, non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> you not remember, remember that? You don't remember Sarasota? <laughs> I oh, do man. not. One Sounds like friends. something Andy would have said. <laughs> Did, didn't, didn't Johnny go there? To, isn't that one of the clubs Johnny went to? <laughs> Club Soda. Ah, oh, that's it. That's yeah. it. No, Sarasota, one of our friends uh, that we went to school with, I'm not going to say his name, but his dad always had Sarasotas in the fridge for, oh, I guess, really? for a okay. specific reason. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. 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 So there you go. <laughs> All right. My, my list is... Uh, yeah, somewhat similar. So I'll start at five too. I'm just, I'm gonna go old school. I'm just gonna go a nice ten ounce glass of cold milk. One oh. ounce milk. Eh? What's wrong with I that? I don't do dairy, kidling. I don't do dairy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Four cranberry juice diluted, Ooh. maybe forty percent cranberry juice, sixty percent water. Got to keep the Co- urinary tract running. Exactly. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Little bit of a little bit of milk in the coffee, bubbly, like you said, any flavor. Blackberry's been uh, to quote you, has been getting some high usage in my household lately. So blackberry bubbly. And number one for me, like you said, tap water. Yeah. You so can't beat it. No, there's the power <laughs> rankings for non-alcoholic beverages. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Moving on, let's talk a little uh, college football championship, Bama, Georgia. It was an embarrassment of riches, basically, with the talent on both sides. Um, yes. Some of those athletes for Alabama, like edge guys, receivers, offensive line, it's just ridiculous. Georgia, the same. Like, a few of the receivers there, secondary guys coming up and smashing people on the run. Just incredible. But I wanted to talk about Stetson Bennett the Fool. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty sure his family owned a plantation down the line, right? Well, I actually looked into it. They're a football family. Like, I did too. Like, just college <laughs> yeah. football players, which which makes me think, like, if it wasn't for the fact that he's a football player, we would not know that there exists a Stetson Bennett before, which then makes me think of families that actually did own pl- plantations. How many Bartholomew Abercrombie the fifths are there out there, like, in these rich families? Like, what stupid names? And why yeah. continue them so, through the generations? So southern United States. <laughs> oh, just, just so just horrible. Just can't break it. Just can't break the mold. No. Yeah, no. yes. Stetson's grandpa, Buddy Buddy Bennett, starting quarterback yeah. for South Carolina. Good old yeah. Buddy. Buddy Bennett. Oh, yeah. shit. All right. Yeah, moving on. Sure. Omicron, COVID, running rampant. The only thing that I can think of that's more contagious than Omicron right now is my Memphis Grizzlies basketball team. <laughs> you were on this early, Kidley. You were, you were... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was. 11 straight wins. More importantly, 8 straight covers. We're playing tonight. Looking for their 12th straight win. And like you said, I was on this early. Not to pat myself on the back. But now now the media is all over Memphis. And I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter and the like. I mean, even Justin yeah. Timberlake's tweeting about the Grizzlies. It's, it's a bit crazy. Media is all over them. But... I don't know if you've watched any of it, but seriously, like if there's anything close to a college basketball energy, this team has it. They run 12, 12 deep. They come in waves every single game. They got bigs like Steven Jackson, the uh, New Zealand guy who I know you like as a a basketball player. They got another seven footer, Jaron Jackson. 
He could step back, hit threes, rebound. He's unreal. They got this guy, Desmond Bain. He's hitting 50% from three over the last month, and he's built like Bobby Wagner, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> they got Canadian. They got a Canadian, Dylan Brooks, averaging like 19 points a game, and he's like, he's the asshole on the team in a good way. You know, like that, yeah. that guy who you don't want to play against every night. So if they get into a, a seven-game series with somebody, he's going to be pivotal. Yeah. And and finally, they got the most exciting player in basketball, John Morant, averaging yeah. 25 points, six assists, seven rebounds a game. My, my Twitter feed is my Twitter feed is filled with your tweets about him. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> glad it is, Shlee. Yeah. My preseason jaw. Yeah. My jaw MVP bet is gaining more value every day. Got him at 41 to 1 before the year started. I'm just waiting for bet 365 to offer me the right cash out. Yeah. Fucking cash that thing out. <laughs> Let's go, jaw. Anyway, if you get a chance, come February when you could open a beer and just watch like a second half of one of their games or whatever you have to do, do it. It will do. Yeah, by far the most, maybe the most entertaining team in sports right now. Beautiful. Along the lines of college basketball, I watched uh, seven and a half minutes of Auburn, Alabama, which was awesome the other night. And after watching that seven and a half minutes, I'm all in on Auburn. I got him. I got him penciled in the South bracket already, all the way to the final. I'm in. I'm just in. Beautiful. Yeah, Auburn. You're in. I haven't seen. 13 seconds of a college basketball game yet this year. My my life has been taken up by football and soccer. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's getting close. We only got a, yeah, it is. The we, got, we got two is, months before there. the madness. So yeah, do some pre-scouting yeah. here. All right, let's finish off with a little TV talk. Um, I know you got into Succession. Oh yeah, thanks. I'm so glad that you did. So let me just ask you this: Succession season three. Versus any other TV series in 2021, what do you got? It's it's hands down Succession. Like there is the Isn't little it? bit that yeah, there's a little bit that came out about Squid Game and stuff like yeah. that. I didn't mind it, but it started to drag a bit. Nah, Succession by far dominates. Logan steals the show in the last scene oh, of the season because he like ever. drop the mic. Like yeah, he's the man. Oh fuck, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And Tom Tom Wamsgams pulling yeah. what he did at the end oh, as well. If you're willing uh, to screw your wife over, like it's, yeah. it's we don't want to spoiler alert. Yeah, I know spoiler alert leading yeah. to this, but hopefully everybody who's listening like I us, figured we're but, far enough out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unreal show. Yeah, on the topic of Squid Game, though, that Squid Game was a close second for me. I really like. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, I've talked to a few people who I respect their opinion, and they're like. You know, it was just the incessant killing that got to me after a while. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just kind of out on on Squid Game because of that reason. But I liked it. I thought it was really well done. I, I did enjoy it. I just felt like I really liked the first few episodes. And then I felt it dragged a bit in the middle. Then it picked up again at the end. And I, and I did enjoy it. But uh, yeah. yeah, not not Succession. There's a couple no. other ones that I've been watching that I've, I've enjoyed okay. uh, recently. Um, if, you're, if you want to laugh. And totally, like, if, if you're into um, Eastbound and Down, um, yeah. the Danny McBride vehicle, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Righteous Gemstones, it's an HBO oh. show. Uh, John Goodman, um, it's it's a very mockumentary, I guess not mockumentary, but very satirical, jokey, um, 
look into the Southern uh, Baptist uh, super churches. Yeah. And so John Goodwin, Goodman is the minister of the super church. Um, it kind of has a little succession feel as well okay. because he's he's the patriarch of the family and he's uh, has three kids, one played by Danny McBride and um, Adam Devine from uh, Workaholics. He's he's the youngest of the of the children, and they're kind of fighting for who's going to take over the church when when Daddy steps down and everything, <laughs> and the multi million dollars, and and they're very on the nose with the fact that it's it's just a scam and they're stealing money and and all that, and they're making millions because they don't have to pay taxes on it. So, um, yeah, it, it it it's a hilarious show and it's done done really really well. One of those classic ones. The other one is Yellow Jackets. I don't know if you've looked into no. that at all. No. It's um, it's uh, showcase, not showcase. Um, Showtime. Oh, Showtime. Showtime. That's it. Um, yep. You get it through Crave here yep. if you if you want to watch it. Um, it's about a. Um, it's t- it takes place over two timelines. The first one is in the '90s. A uh, high school girls soccer team goes to nationals. Their plane crashes in the Canadian wilderness. Um, it was on its way from New York to Washington State, and they had sure. to go around a storm. And they la- and they crash land in, in the Canadian wilderness. I'm um, about five episodes in, um, so they're stuck in the wilderness, and just insanity is ensuing them, trying to feed themselves, all that kind of thing. But it keeps jumping forward to modern times where there's four of them that are still taking part and there's mysteries that happened uh, cannibalism they they, okay. they 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 show that cannibalism has taken place very early in the show so that's not really a spoiler or anything like that yeah. um and a lot of people wonder the, about what happened with these the yellow jacket girls and they all kind of had the same stories because they had they'd rehearsed the story that they were going to tell when they actually got rescued and everything so it's really good it's one of those things growing up in the 90s a lot of the 90s music um, right which yeah. which I, which which is just Re- great resonates they, a they, bit yeah. yeah when they open up a scene and and you hear uh this is how we do it kind of thing yeah. and it's just it makes you laugh a little bit and you're like for sure so so really enjoy it um yeah but it's 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 a good show good show kind of i don't want to say campy but uh it has a little bit of poor acting but uh a lot of it's really good so i, I definitely recommend yellow jackets have you watched mayor of east town yet with kate Winslet? oh yes yes that was yes. good right was oh yeah good. and the new one's coming out new season of that's coming out as well it's uh mayor of and it's a new it's a different town Okay. So I don't know if it's the same characters or if it's kind of like, um, oh, what was that one that they, they did? Uh, oh, can't come up with it. And it had Woody, Woody Harrelson in it. Oh, and, yeah. True Detective. Yeah. yeah, True Detective. If it's like yeah. that, if it's if it's the same same directors and everything and, and writers, it's just done with a different cast. I'm not sure what that is, but it's supposed to come out later on this year. Kate Winslet, Winslet was awesome in that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah. to Ozark. Ozark's coming out January 21st. So yeah. next Friday, I, I, that's going to be need, awesome. I need to try watching that. Once again, that, that show's just too dark for me. I can't take too many episodes it in is. a row. It just starts to crush me. It is. Yeah. All right. That's it for us tonight. Thanks, Shlee. Great Beautiful. job by you. Thanks for everybody for listening. Good luck with your wildcard weekend bets. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot, Kid Lee. It was, for, it was a great time.